Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. This is Talk Wrestling on TalkSport 2. This is Talk Wrestling, and this is the Nature Rick Flair live. Woo! Hello and welcome to the Talk Wrestling Podcast on your Fight Night feed from Talk Sport. Uh, and we have a cracking show coming up for you this week because it is our Summer Slam Preview Edition. Well, it's not just that. We're going to have not one show, but two shows for you this week because we're going to be bringing you today Simon Miller. 316 himself, previewing SummerSlam, maybe a bit of NXT in there as well. And we're going to be speaking to, ahead of his in-ring return, Samoa Joe. Cannot wait for this one. Absolutely superb. And then later in the week, we're just going to be going through all the interviews Alex has been doing for you this week. Because we've got Walter, we've got Ilya Dragunov, we've got Roddy, we've got Eva Marie, we've got Seth, we've got Charlotte. We've got so much to bring you this week. All coming up on Talk Wrestling on your Fight Night feed from Talk Sports. I'm Will Gavin, the voice that you've been hearing shouting and getting very excited because we are on SummerSlam week. And as always, I'm here with the main man for all things wrestling at TalkSport. Head, find his articles at TalkSport.com forward slash wrestling. Find him on Twitter and everywhere else where he is a beacon of positivity. Mr. Alex McCarthy, how are you, sir? Ah, oh, you're calling me the beacon of positivity. In the same show, we have Simon Miller. I will take... Will Gavin, I will take it to the bank. Ah, that's uh, a good point because you are known for being quite the positive person on social media, etc. And rightly so, you always give things the spin that you feel it's. A, you are fair with things. You are positive, sure. but you are fair. Um, and a man who maybe gets some stick for being overly positive about wrestling at all times. <laughs> although I did see a, an up sign up as Christian Cage went and won. The uh, Impact Wrestling Championship. Yes, an AEW wrestler beat an AEW wrestler for an Impact title on an AEW show. And Simon Miller featured. He's with us now. I don't know what he thinks is the bigger appearance. I'm going to say us. Of course it's you. I I do want to point out, though, as that has come up the way it has, if anyone is listening that does that, you have no idea how much it blows my brain. And it always will every single time. I cannot fathom the world where somebody gets a bit of cardboard and a pen and goes, I'm going to write, I'm going to ask Simon for an up. Okay, yeah, that's cool. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, thank you to those people. And also, everybody should be positive when it comes to wrestling, especially this week, because my word, there's a lot to be positive about. 
Not- Simon, you know what? All I need to do is get in shape, and we could tag as the positive pals. We could do I'm it. waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. I mean, I just, you just give me I- the call, man. <laughs> I think I think you might be waiting a while because I probably won't get in shape. But the premise is there, nonetheless. I don't know the positive pals. I'm already feeling some serious SmackDown tag team, uh, only together for about four months, underutilized before being cut. Potential here from yeah. Vince. Uh, I'll be Janetti. He can be Michaels. It's fine. Yeah, it I mean fine. that might be an oversell from your perspective, but I'm, yeah. I'm imagine keen on it. imagine me saying I will bottom as Janetti. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so coming up, we are going to do our big SummerSlam preview. Ten matches on the card as we stand, unless anything changes on SmackDown this week. We've got NXT this weekend as well, and Samoa Joe will be coming up ahead of his return to in-ring action. Oh, I cannot wait for Saturday night for that alone, let alone the many other exciting matches we're going to be uh, delivering this weekend, seeing this weekend. Plus, AW have a show this weekend, which we may... Or may not show. see one Mr. CM Punk returning to wrestling. So we're going to talk about that as well. Um, I'm going to put it up to the crowd. Where do you boys want to start with? Do we kick off with our SummerSlam preview, give that the respect, or do we just get straight into Punk because we know it's what the people want? Let's I think... Yeah, I was going to <laughs> say, I, 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 think, I think we go with the calendar, right? And Friday comes yeah. before the weekend. Chronological. Yeah. Let's go with that for Punk. Uh, Simon... Let's start with you, man. Like, I, I want to just set the table a little bit for you for the first dance, right? AEW, they got the United Centre, about 23,500 for ostensibly what is a B show in AEW Rampage. It's an arena twice as big as the arena they are going to run for All Out in the same city just two weeks later. It's essentially sold out on the premise of the CM Punk reports and hints. Let's not beat around the bush. And if they weren't to deliver him, it would be absolute disaster. But they are going to, aren't they, Simon? And it's going to be great. I mean, of course they are. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, there's no two ways about it. That's it's it, it's. I, I see so many people now going, oh, we don't know and we don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, AEW, especially Tony Khan, they are not silly people and they do learn from their mistakes very, very quickly. And I'm sure they would have put the kibosh on this miles ago, ages ago, if there was even a whisper that, you know, some deal may not have been done. So I think we can take it as red as he is coming back. And I genuinely think that when he does arrive in whatever guise that may be it'll be one of those moments that you will always remember you know where were you when this happened where were you when that happened and i don't think that's overstating the fact i think given that he quote-unquote retired from professional wrestling back in 2014 and literally every single not even year every single month people have been going when cm punk coming back when cm punk coming back the point that we are on the cusp of him returning means there are going to be a lot of people that only tune back in to see what he does. There'll be people that are watching that are super excited. I genuinely think it's the biggest name they could have gotten outside of, you know, a Rock, a John Cena, a Brock Lesnar jumping ship, which is very unlikely to ever happen. So I think it's going to be a happening man, as was once said in professional wrestling. I think it's a big <laughs> damn deal. It, it might feel like the summer is already over here in the UK due to the fact that the weather has already taken a turn. But let's not ignore the fact that last night CM Punk posted 05 11 21 a lot of people going well what's going to be happening on the 5th of november on this side of the pond and a lot of people going the 11th of may has long since happened guys what are you doing of course what he was referring to 
was 2005 when he signed for WWE from Ring of Honor as Ring of Honor champion to 11 and the pipe bomb and now to the third summer of punk 2021 if it doesn't happen now it's the ultimate troll job and it's something that actually as much as AEW and launching a second show and the levels of success they're seeing and the level of talent they've got right now like forget about you know Daniel Bryan not turning up at the Royal Rumble and everyone booing Paul Rey Mysterio as he returned this will be the ultimate rubbish swerve from a wrestling company and they would be in genuine trouble if they did this I can't see anything but it happening I'm just intrigued and excited to see what shape he's in what way he comes into the company how he gets involved with the current talent who we're going to see him in the ring with the possibilities are not literally endless but they feel endless right now Alex but yeah but that's the thing as you say like what shape is he in and how is this all going to work all the reports I remember Sean Rossap at Fightful said that all of his co-hosts on heels were really impressed with what CM Punk had done in the ring his cardio and his work Um, so it looks like he's been ticking over and and doing all of the right work and I think for CM Punk coming back, this was about as a viable situation as there could have possibly been because there was just too much to do with WWE to mend that bridge. And it didn't seem like either party wanted to make the first move. Not only that, but the effort it would take within that move. Whereas AEW, the table was set. Tony Khan wanted him. He wanted him from day one. And CM Punk even said in an interview the other week, Essentially, he was just waiting to see if AEW was serious, right? He just wanted to know that he wasn't going to attach himself to some fly of the fly-by-night promotion because you hear this so often in wrestling, like this guy with money is going to start this and then it doesn't happen. AEW have more than happened. They, they've had a massive effect on the industry, I believe, in their two years of existence. And it seems like the perfect landing spot for Punk when you look at all the fresh matchups, the creative kind of liberty that you have, the lighter schedule, all of those things play into that. What I would ask Simon, this is me pivoting to you, Simon Miller, that (laughs) if he's coming at the United Centre, if he's debuting on Rampage, that does give us just shy of, what, two weeks before All Out? Is he going to wrestle at All Out? And who is he going to wrestle at All Out? I mean, he absolutely should wrestle at All Out because... There's still this, and I guess it's based on WWE dominating the industry for 20 years or whatever it was. There's still this idea that you can't bring somebody new in and do what people want you to do with them. Like, it's different if they're a young, up-and-coming star. But this is CM Punk, right? CM Punk is a headline act in any promotion. So what should happen is he should get on Rampage. He should, yeah, you know, turn his sights to whoever the feud is going to be with. And then within a fortnight, we get to the wrestling. Because... The, you know, the more you see CM Punk on television again as a wrestler, the more ordinary it gets. So you want to make sure you strike as fast as you possibly can. And there is nothing wrong with just going with the Darby Allen stuff. Now, I will say it is with his opponent where you can have some fun. So you tease, 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 tease Darby Allen, and then it's MJF or it's somebody else. That's absolutely fine. It's, you know, the, the draw is CM Punk in, in the ring. But he's absolutely wrestling it all out because not only do they already have a pretty good card, that will probably allow them to smash through their pay-per-view buy rate records. That's another press release they can put out. I'm sure CM Punk would like to do that so he can kind of flash the middle finger at WWE, which I'm sure is, you know, exists somewhere in his stomach. Punk? So, no. 
right yeah exactly right so i just and even if he did turn up and it turned out it wasn't the cm punk we remember this to me is like his mma thing he is when he is a 90 year old man or however old he is he's gonna have so many amazing like moments in his memory bank cm punk just wins cm punk just wins over and over again but i do think it'll be darby allen and it doesn't even matter if darby allen loses because if you're in you know cm punk's hometown his first match back by the end of it if he has the performance we know darby allen can have he will be far more notable of a star than he was going in which is when professional wrestling at its best so to me you just do the obvious and it would be absolutely brilliant I do absolutely agree. And also, you look at Sting and Darby Allen, by the way, in tag team action on Dynamite this week, right, against 2.0, which is insane to see wherever risers come from. But there's a part of me that was like, I wonder if they're going to make Darby and Allen and Sting, like, in the tag teams, in the tag team hunt. They're 2-0. They might be going 3-0. I mean, it's the only way. The it's the only going. way you put gold on Sting, but the it is, is it that... is, and it's a good story. But what I was going to say to you, Will, is you were saying earlier about swerves, and I think AEW have built quite the reputation and standing thus far. Like that's not the sort of thing they do, is it? They wouldn't like do the the swerve at this point. You, no. I think it, I think there's every reason for us to get excited that it is happening. Yeah, and and the fact is, is that the, the one thing they've done with the big swerve this past week is having Christian take the the Impact title off Kenny Omega, and I think that begins to, even though he went on to beat Andrade uh, Idolo in in Triple A Mania, and even though he went on to to retain that title at least, uh, you know, there is the. There is that little bit of vulnerability there. You bring Punk back, you have him face off with like a Darby Allen or someone, and then you can bring him into that potential program if you want to, or you can have him work his way through. You know, we still expect Brian Danielson to turn up in AEW. That is still the expectation based on all the, the noise and news we're hearing. Well, why wouldn't you bring him in at All Out? Because you've done your big Punk reveal. Now Brian Danielson comes in. You've got a ready-made program there. There's so much you can do with it. I think we've kind of picked the bones a part of it on a pre previous podcast it's good to get simon's thoughts on it as well but it makes friday night absolute must watch tv i'm going to be on the fight app on friday night i'm not going to sleep at all this weekend which is um really going to be helpful for you know the day job and life and everything else but there is so (laughs) much cracking stuff going on and there's so much cracking stuff going on gents that i'm going to move us forward from friday into saturday and we're going to talk about one of One of CM Punk's great all-time opponents. Maybe the man who made CM Punk what he was in Ring of Honor. The trilogy match between Samoa Joe and CM Punk was as good as anything I'd seen in wrestling up to that point. And I didn't believe you could do an hour time limit draw and make it compelling. But they made it five-star, top-tier action. And now Samoa Joe is finally entering back into a wrestling ring. So why don't we hear Samoa Joe's conversation ahead of his bout with Karrion Cross this weekend, uh, this past week on TalkSport. Welcome back to Talk Wrestling here on TalkSport in the UK, the only place you can get your graps on national radio. And of course it is not only SummerSlam weekend, but TakeOver 36 is also going down this weekend. And it's the return of our guest right now, Samoa Joe. How are you, man? Excellent, man. How about yourself? I'm very, very good. Very good. Do you know what? You're one of the last in-person interviews I actually had at the Royal Rumble back in Houston. And look at the state we're in now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was the beginning of the end, Joe. <laughs> but oh, you're the harbinger of the apocalypse. Oh, well, good seeing it. <laughs> what are we going to bring about on the world this time? Yeah, exactly. Please don't blame us. <laughs> um, 
Man, a lot has happened since then. But let, let's just start with the obvious. How good does it feel to be, you know, back, not just back in the ring, but be excited? It's, you know, fight week. You get to do your art again, Joe. Oh, I'm, I'm tremendously excited. And uh, it's been a long time, but, um, you know, I've, uh, I, I, I've, uh, I've, I didn't realize I would look forward to this moment as much as I would. I thought I'd kind of come back pretty calm. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely uh, anxious, to say, to say the least. Yeah, let's start with... I mean, I, actually, I want to go back to that point where we last spoke because you had just kind of turned quote unquote baby and the crowd mm. were getting their chance to cheer for Joe, even though they always did. Um, and it was really exciting. You were doing this stuff with Kevin Owens. It looked like you, you know, because Seth Rollins eliminated you at the Rumble. I think then you had a tag. So maybe that was where we were heading to WrestleMania. Of course, we never got to find out because you ended up getting hurt. Um, do you know what the idea was at that point? Uh, no, I mean, there was some general talk about maybe a tag or something, but I think they were still trying to flesh out if they were going to split that into separate matches, make it all one match or, uh, you know, maybe take another turn with it. So I I don't think there was anything really set in stone at that point. Mm. Uh, So what did end up happening, according to reports anyway, is during a commercial, of course, you got a concussion. Uh, Is that what happened? And then ultimately that is what sent you to the commentary table, right? Uh, Yes. How I mean, we've I could wax lyrical about you on commentary. I, of course, I could. Uh, I know that you've spoken about it in other interviews that you would be interested in returning again. But let's get to the release, man. Like to me, it, it obviously, uh, well, not just to me, to everyone, didn't make sense. Was it a case that you couldn't get cleared at that point? Were you still trying? What was the deal? Uh, no, uh, it wasn't a case of that. Um, it was. I mean, obviously, I was still trying. Uh, there there was a little bit more recovery time kind of involved there. So there was a timetable for recovery. It wasn't like it was very far off, obviously. Um, No, I I just think that they, uh, you know, a kind of decision was made on one end, but then at the other, like I said, I keep telling people what they don't understand is like this, this kind of tenure that NXT in this position that I currently have now in NXT was kind of talked about two or three years ago. It was just a matter of when we were going to get the opportunity to be a transition. And there really was an opportunity because I was so, busy with raw and smackdown so it wasn't like they were going to pull me from there to 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 move to nxt at the time so um yeah i mean when the when the release came you know it was literally a few hours later then hunter came and you know had the new offer and the ready for me so it was uh it was a pretty easy transition i i can't really i can't really sit here and feign that you know i was released and it was a oh it was a somber day and i had these uh, you know, a even even before Hunter called me, I didn't, and when he did, it just we were good from there. So it's yeah. it's it's tough for me to like begin to even address this and that like oh man the release because it's, it's big because you know when you read it I guess in a tweet it's like oh my gosh but you know the actual the way the events transpired for me it was very mundane and very much all right sign here and sign there and all right we're good <laughs> 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 so I, I can't really. I can't sit here and be like, oh man, and tell you some really big emotional roller. I don't have one for you. There was no roller coaster. It was like, <laughs> cool. All right. Awesome. All right. Let's go. <laughs> That's what I mean. You didn't even have a chance to maybe even consider what there, was. Yeah. There, yeah. There wasn't really a mourning process in this whole deal. I can't. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. I think there was, I had a giggling lunch and then afterwards we've figured everything else out. So <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I really wish I could, uh, I, 
I really want to, I think the instinct is to feign some great, just, oh man, I was, it was tough. And then, but it, it wasn't, we were good. <laughs> I'll just use a little clip where you were like, it was a somber day. Yeah, it was a terrible day. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but that's cool though. Cause you mentioned with Triple H and, and this rollback in NXT, obviously you're not just a talent, right? Like you're a scout as well, which is something that I think you're pretty passionate about. Um, obviously it's difficult in these circumstances, I guess, mm-hmm. far to get out there and whatnot, but you know, amazing that all of these passions of yours have come to one role. No, and, I, and I'm and I'm very very happy about it. I mean, uh, very fortunate too that uh, things unfolded in the you know all the albeit chaotic, but you know they unfolded uh, the the right way. And um, you know it, it, it's it's important to me to kind of um, be able to be a part of building the future of, of this industry. And I think uh, it's been very very good to me, you know, and and I can confidently say that. And to have the opportunity now to you know find the the next people that hopefully it can be good to, um, I very much look forward to be, to doing that. So between Samoa Joe being available again on screen and you getting cleared, like what's the differential there? How long did you know? Uh, I mean, it was always a process. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, like really the official like timestamp on it. Cause you got to understand like with concussions, it's not like, Hey, it's mended. You're good. Yeah. Not black and white. No, it's not at all. So, and people keep applying this black and white um, kind of cleared, uncleared status to it. But really, even when you're cleared, it's still they're still monitoring you. There's still, you know, there's still checkups. There's still tests. There's still, and so, and if there's any differential, even even after recovery is kind of deemed, then okay, well, no, 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 we're gonna slow it up. We're gonna bring you back in. We're gonna, you know, and that's what it was for me is that I was taking that time. You know, I was taking every single chance to have a healthy recovery to come back at 100, percent not at 60, not at 70, not at you know workable, but come come back healthy enough to where, you know, I felt comfortable coming back and going hundred percent. Cause I think when you do kind of come back too soon and you don't give your body and your mind a, a chance to properly heal, you inevitably just, it leads to more injury. Yeah. You know, which was kind of the, the cycle that I got caught in towards, you know, the end of my last run with, with WWE was just, it just takes one injury. And then because you're favoring that and that that's taking so much, you put stress in other parts of your body and that leads to something else. So you get kind of stuck in the cycle where if you don't give yourself enough time to get hundred percent healthy, to get back where you just say, no, nah, I'm good, brush it off, get back in there and do that. You kind of get stuck in this injury cycle. So I needed to break that. You know, I needed to take the time to get fully recovered, to get healthy. And that essentially was it. It was just not, you know, I'm not going to say, Oh, it was on this date that I was cleared. No, there was a date that I was cleared, but then over observations, they said, all right, well, let's take a little bit of time. Let's bring you back in. You're still cleared, but we want to make sure everything's okay. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's not, it's not this black and white process that I think everybody thinks it is. And it shouldn't be yeah. like, you know, it should not be because then you're going to lead to people getting, you know, well, you know, according to this chart, it said he was okay. No, it takes observation by medical professionals. And that's what I've enjoyed during my recovery. That's what I've had my entire time. And, you know, for me, that's what's worked out the best. Yeah. And like you say, man, concussion is such a gray area in many ways. And we've only learned a lot about it, really, in the past. And, that, it's a, and there's so many new things being learned. I mean, monthly, legitimately, yeah. you know, so many new studies that they're correlating, that they're coming together, and they're finding new information out. So it, it's a newer field to study. And uh, I think that's the most frustrating thing for me was like when people talk about the injury is that they're talking about it in such an irresponsible fashion. Like it's a yes or a no, like it, it, when it comes to brain injuries, it should never be that it should be, you know, constant observation. Let's make sure our athletes are as healthy and as ready as possible to be back in the ring 
and you know that 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 that's what's what's most important to me and i think because the situation is so fluid like that right like is it fair to say that perhaps your role as enforcer um i mean maybe there were longer plans or was it always meant to be like that because i guess it is all kind of on the fly based on what you're saying yeah and and, and honestly by the time i had actually stepped in NXT, we had already the pathway to, to me coming back to the ring had already been established so um we were we were comfortable in that it wasn't like we were going into it going well you know we're gonna keep teasing the stuff and then uh, hopefully it works out like uh conscientiously we wouldn't tease a thing unless we knew uh we were going in that direction mm. and i mean it's been excited that you are man of course we've got yourself and carrying cross take over 36 but i can't lie Samoa Joe, when I'm seeing these teasers with like Pete Dunn and guys like that, I mean, I know Adam Cole was desperate to, he was telling me last month, desperate to face you as well. It must be so cool to be able to return to the brand and there's like a whole wave of people, you know, and I say Pete Dunn as well because, you know, the, the ground game and the MMA traits that both of you bring to it, I just think will be amazing. For yourself as well, like talk to me about the appetite to face some of those guys. I think uh, these are the type of matchups that kind of excite me the most. And a big reason why is because these are guys who, uh, whose capability and skill, you know, I'm well aware of, I know what they can do. And, you know, aside from that, like, you know, these are great showcases. These guys are hungry who want to show the world what they're capable of. And, and they, you know, they, they want to get in there and they want to throw down with somebody who can, you know, kind of put them on that level and, and get down with them like that. And like, uh, I'm all for that. You know, that's uh that's something I very much look forward to. And uh, yeah, I, I think coming back to NXT too, there's just so many, potential kind of dream matchups when you look up and down that roster comparatively speaking to uh, like Raw and SmackDown right now. And it barely edges that out, but um, yeah, I think uh, it's, it's an exciting place to be right now with the competitors that are on the field. I mean, I don't want to put you in a position because I'm saying Pete Dunn's my number one, but like, is there one on your radar? Like if you become champ, who are you saying? Okay, cool. I'd love to do it with this guy. Uh, I, I mean, really to, to single out one would be silly because like, mm. Let's be honest, like any, any of those matchups, I mean, like any, any of those men that I mentioned before, the Adam Coles, Pete Dunn, Walter, you know, Ilya Dragunov, you know, like, I mean, like all these guys, like that's, we're ready for that. You know, like, I think, I think it's just a matter of, you know, what are the fans ready for? And I think maybe that's kind of part of what this is. Like, I think if the NXT universe is vocal enough, you know, the, uh, the future is bright enough and, and bold enough, you know, we can see these matchups happen. Oh man, you, you say you and Walter. Oh man, you say, are we ready for it? I don't know. <laughs> That's too much violence in a match. I want you both to live long, prosperous lives. Oh, that'd be amazing. Uh, well, you know, everybody wants to live a long, prosperous life until they see the glory and the glorious violent destruction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing I did want to circle back to you were saying, you know, Triple H picking up the phone early after your release, and, you know, you are in that scouting process. Well, I think William Regal has long been established as a scout there. Like, um, I don't know how much of an impact William Regal's had on your journey. I know that obviously on screen, uh, William Regal is probably one of the most impactful people that, have, yeah. you know, so that's cool that you've been, been, been in my professional life, like, you know, his wisdom guidance. Um, and, you know, from, from, even from, from a technical wrestling standpoint and from a business standpoint was invaluable to me early in, in my, I thought I had, you know, young, brash, you think you have things figured out. And, then, mm. you know, I think after a couple, a weekend spent with Regal, um, you know, be, being his driver and just learning while he was down here scouting in California, um, really realized there was just so many more levels to this than I could possibly imagine. And that, um, you know, just 
conducting yourself and professionalism, what's important in a match and, and the qualities, uh, you know, of, of a great grappler. I mean, these are all things that um, kind of spawned with him and, and just the continued mentorship throughout my career, you know, and, as well as several other superstars, not just myself, you know, he's, he's served as a mentor for several guys um, throughout their careers, whether they were ever in WWE or not, you know, this mm-hmm. is, you know, I spent a lot of my years, my career outside of WWE and a lot of my career, William Regal was there being a mentor and, and being a voice when you needed one. So, I mean, has a tremendous amount of impact and uh, it's great to be working with them, especially in this capacity. It's like the, the perfect scouting team, really, right? Like if you, you're so aligned. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Unless you're, you know, unless you're terrible, because uh, we'll tell you immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, again, you're facing Karrion Cross this Sunday. Let's give that a quick focus uh, at TakeOver. Um, the following Sunday, I should say, here in England. Um what, what do you make of Karrion Cross and his journey on the NXT roster thus far? Um, of course, you two have had your run-ins um, and he's obviously flirting with the main roster, we would say. Like, what do you, what do you see when you look across the ring from Karrion Cross? I mean, the, he's kind of another, you know, he, he, I think the best way to describe Karrion Cross is that he is a wolf amongst not the same pack of wolves that I was around when I was at NXT, you know, like the guy, the yeah, tremendous athlete domineering. I mean, goes out there and, and he's, you know, he's walked through everybody they put in front of him and, and beat him down. Uh, you know, that being said, I mean, that, that can give you a lot of false confidence, you know, and uh, I, th- I think a lot of what you see right now with carrying Cross is false confidence and come take over. Hopefully uh, we'll instill in him the appropriate level of confidence that he should have. <laughs> indeed speaking of appropriate level of confidence i like um in the past and i've spoken to paul Heyman as well and i know you've used last time we spoke you've said about this as well um the working relationship you had and and how much of a fan he was i just i was always curious and i never really got the chance to ask when you did work with lesnar and everybody thought this would be a great time for joe to win the belt um was that like one of the most times you got closer to Heyman? do you think like because the promos and the segments were so good I would just would love an insight into that angle. Uh, the funny part about me and Paul is that we've been friends for years. I mean, I can't even, you know, just, and, and just really, you know, obviously it started just kind of professional courtesy. Hey, pleasure to meet you. Obviously Paul Heyman. I'm a young guy coming up and yeah. then, you know, through just various interactions at the weirdest of places, like I'd be at Comic-Con and Paul Heyman would be there and, you know, we'd go sit in a bar and talk for three hours or, I'd be at some concert in New York and I'd see Heyman walk by and like, hey, and then, or a fight, you know, just some, and yeah. just through these kind of chance meetings and, and, and hanging out, you know, we, we built, built a great important relationship. And then when we finally got the opportunity to work together, um, it was, all I can say was probably one of the easiest creative processes ever. It's like, he would, like, uh, he would say stuff kind of like, uh, you know, what do you think of the tone of this should be? He's like, yeah. Michael sits down with Salozzo at the, you know, I'm like, okay, all right, all right. And he says like, a, you know, it's like, and I'm like, I, I, I get what you're going for, you know? So um, yeah, he's just incredibly uh, creative mind, an amazing orator, uh, a man who has an ability to, um, you know, tell the most mundane of stories and make it seem like it's the most amazing thing ever. And yeah. uh, it's just, uh, it's a, it's, it's, it's a credit to his skill and his ability and uh, to get to work with him. I mean, it's easy. He just, he makes it easy. You know, you just have to go out there and be halfway decent and Paul make it great. 
I still eternally love it when you get up in Brock's face during that promo. It's tremendous on Raw. Um, I will say this as well, man, speaking of old rivals and stuff, what do you think of Roman's transition to the the tribal chief? You know, he's the head of these tables these days, man. I think it's about time, man. You know, I think uh I think that 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 is the true Roman bubbling under the surface there. I think you're getting a good authentic version of him, you know, like uh and I think it, it, it comes through in what he's doing. You know, like it's just everything. I think the pairing with Paul is great. You know, bring the Usos back in. Yes, I mean that's just it all. It's it's a it's a really really great package, man. And uh, I, you know, I commend him, man. He's 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 doing a great job at this table over there. You know, as long as you don't try to come eat over here, we get. <laughs> and I've got a final question for before for you before I let you go. Now, the only tag team I really remember you striking gold with was. Uh, our boy, the compatriot Nick Aldis, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. back in TNA. Like, I've just, I mean, Finn Balor as well in NXT, you know, but I mean, we're talking tag title gold here. Is there anybody that you would like love to sink your teeth into with being a tag partner with in WWE? You're, you know, you've done your solo thing, I would say, fairly well, but maybe there's somebody young you'd love to yes. put on the Yes, I've, 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 I've put a lot of thought into this, and I'm glad that you asked this. I wasn't expecting this question to be asked. Uh, so please don't mind my preparedness. Uh, it is Oni Lorcan. Oh, I like that. Uh, the way I figure it, Oni is an incredibly durable individual. A lot of synapses not really connected to the brainstem. So he's going to go in there. He is going to take a hell of a beating. I mean, just ungodly punishment. And I'll just keep him alive, try to keep him going, keep him going. And then when he gets him good and tired, I'm pretty sure I can train him with a command word to spring up, tag me in. I will go finish off the tired off opponents. And then will lead us to tag team gold. I really think this is a brilliant idea. I'm going to pitch it to Oni. I might write it in crayon, really simple form, but I think this can work out. Yeah. Or Capitals on Twitter, either way. I'm sure yeah. you'll get a message. He only respects shouting. That's the only thing. <laughs> well, speaking of respect, man, thank you so much for joining us here on Talk Wrestling today. It's been a pleasure. Um, hopefully, the world is in a better hands since our last talk. Following this talk, I'm sure it will be, starting with. That's Samoa Joe title win at TakeOver 36. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Hey, I appreciate it, no matter how big of an albatross you are. (laughs) I just knew it. Thank you very much, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. You're listening to the Talk Wrestling Podcast on your Fight Night feed with Talk Sport. Don't forget, go and give us a rating and a review. It does help other people find the show. Delighted to say that not only is it myself, Will Gavin, and the Talk Sport Wrestling's are Alex McCarthy alongside me, but we also have What Culture Wrestling, Simon Miller, alongside us for our regular pay-per-view previews. We've just been hearing from Samoa Joe, gentlemen, and we're not going to do a full NXT breakdown, I don't think, but... Is your impression, I'll come to you first, Simon, that we're going to see Joe hey, get a before wing? Before you go to Simon oh. first. <laughs> I tried. Sorry. <laughs> I tried. Let me, say, let me say this. NXT's on Sunday, not Saturday. Let me just, let me just clarify that. SummerSlam is Saturday. Takeover is Oh, Sunday. it is as well. Oh, yeah, do you know I, what? I'm I, so I, used to it being the other way around. I've I confused know. myself. I totally forgive you for such a transgression, Will, because it is history, basically. But I just wanted to let everyone know we, we know. We know. <laughs> yeah, that was a good interruption. <laughs> Not all interruptions are good interruptions, but that was a good interruption. Uh, now I need to go back and redo the intro. No, I don't, because I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> right, before we get into SummerSlam, just Simon, Joe, does he win on Sunday? I want to point out, you're well within your rights to think the SummerSlam should be on a Sunday, because, you know, it yeah. always has been. But we don't need to, get, we need to go down that road. I think it's kind of clear that Samoa Joe will become the... The NXT champion. I mean, Karrion Cross is a Raw superstar now, right? He's just there. And I, honestly, and given the way he's being treated on Raw, I actually think the quicker you take the belt off him, the better. But also, it does reestablish Joe as the top guy in NXT, which has to be one of the things that they promised him to come back. I'm still surprised he went back. And I'm kind of curious about what happens to him going forward if all those NXT reports were true. But yeah, I think they have a proper, you know, big man slapping meat match. Finally, you know, Samoa Joe's the guy to take him down. Don't talk about Jeff Hardy. And then Karrion Cross goes. You never see him again on NXT. And hopefully Samoa Joe can reestablish himself as the guy as he was, you know, a few years ago before. Well, as he was in the main roster too. But yeah, I'm going with Samoa Joe. I think it's nuts if they don't. I can't disagree. I think I, I, I'm all about Walter Ilya. That's the match I care about most on Sunday. I want to see Joe yeah. back in the ring, but I want to see Joe back in the ring as the champion facing someone who's not Karrion Cross, who has done literally nothing for me. I feel like I've banged that drum far too often, so I'm going to move on myself. But Alex can give his thoughts first. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm the same with Karrion Cross. We know this. I'm sure if, if he listened to... He, I'm sure he is an avid listener of Talk Wrestling and he hates us. But nonetheless, uh, I do think this Sunday... Here it comes. Hot take. Samoa Joe is going to dethrone Karrion Cross, and Ilya Dragunov is going to dethrone Vol. I, I said it. I believe that's what's going to happen. And it just makes all the sense to me on both sides of the equation. So, yeah, then we're off, off to the races. Imagine that then. Volta moving on to Samoa Joe, perhaps. You know, we just heard about it. I mean, man, I'd like to see it for sure. Um, so oh, I can I... see those two things happening. And we do believe that Kyle O'Reilly beats Adam Cole, of course. So, there you go. Volta Joe could be, you know, all-time great NXT matchup. It's just the whole thing about him not being willing to move to the States full-time. But maybe that's why you, you have him go up as an incredibly strong opponent but lose to Joe. You know, maybe that's how you end up doing it. Uh, it's fascinating if they do take I mean, it off he, he and does... Dragunov finally gets that win after five years of, of toiling. He does seem willing to, you know, like he was in the States, obviously, for last week's NXT to build to this match. I know he's there now because that's where we spoke. So he's obviously staying there to do 
NXT TakeOver on Sunday, presumably he's okay with going over for stretches, for angles. Like, I don't think that's the worst thing. If you present him like, I don't know how you feel about this, Simon, but like Lesnar-esque, where he comes in and out and he's like this big attraction kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Volta was saying it on in our interview. He loved Lesnar's presentation. No reason why you can't fly him back and forth to America to do these stretches. I, I think it could work. I think it gives him a sort of ace in the hole as well. Because, you know, I know I would be like, if WWE said, Simon, we want you to move to America, I'd be like, put me on a plane, man. <laughs> but the fact, the fact, the fact, the fact that he says no, I think you know it's good to know your worth and you know protect yourself a little bit. And really, it should be up to WWE to come up with a way to you know, okay, we've got this crazy good talent here. How do we fit him in? These are his demands. I think more people could do that. So yeah, you're right. I think it does give him a certain aura, even if you don't even know why it's there to begin with. So I, I don't know what they do. But I wouldn't mind him even having to run on something like Raw for a while. He comes in for six weeks and he goes again. That would work with me. Mm. Walter should be a feature talent. Why? Here's why. There you go, Simon. I threw in another of your, of your catchphrases just to make sure we're really giving you Thanks, the Thanks, man. Um, I appreciate it. Let's turn our attention to the SummerSlam card then. That's why we are nominatively here to give our picks and our thoughts on Saturday night. I kept forgetting about this. I'm sorry. Saturday night's currently 10 match card i don't see it extending at all the only thing that i thought about was do they do something with the uh, with the intercontinental i know it's just changed hands but you know do we see something there i'm really excited to see what what they do with that now it's finally you know shinsuke back with gold in his hands but i doubt it so let's go through these 10 matches on here and i'm going to work my way up the card i think previously we've gone in hard and then kind of tapered off just to go through a few of the quick ones, I'm going to start with Eva Marie against Alexa Bliss. I feel harsh, but this is... Hey, now! This is Give definitely... these the 20 minutes they deserve. <laughs> can, I, can I go first with this? Because I've got, I've got a uh, scenario a I would like to pitch to you. Go on. Yes. Yeah, right, okay. So here's what I think is going to happen. We all saw a Monday Night Raw uh, do drop touched Lily, right? And she freaked out and she had to give it back to Alexa Bliss. So I will put my whole reputation on the line, which is very low to begin with, but I will put my <laughs> reputation on the line that come SummerSlam we have Alexa Bliss, you have Eva Marie, and halfway through the match, Eva Marie casts her voodoo and now the drop is under her control because she touched Lily and that means that she's now possessed and Dewdrop will slap or do something to Eva Marie. She will go down. Alexa Bliss will hit the Twisted Bliss. One, two, three. And I will go straight on Twitter to watch the internet wrestling community meltdown. That is my prediction for <laughs> SummerSlam 2021. I think, I think that's the, all fair. Apart from the, the drop. Fact, yeah, the drop. <laughs> I enjoyed. I enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Well, I, 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 sorry, I, should have, I, I, I do it by habit now. I don't call it Dewdrop on ups and downs because the drop is just a better name. Yeah, and no one has so taken that in a while. So let's just call her the drop. Sorry, she I should is, have mentioned gonna, that, yes. She's going to evolve like The Rock one day and just become The Drop. That's just how it's going to work. It's a much better name. She should do it. Fantastic. But I agree. Alexa Bliss goes over. There you go. That's my input. Yeah, 100%. Uh, This pains me to say it, but I'm going to argue that the second least meaningful match on the card (laughs) is Big Bad Drew. 
against oh, Jinder Mahal. I, I, I will not say that in case he listens. Do you, do you know? Do you know does. what at least? Do you know what at least didn't happen? <laughs> do you know what at least didn't happen? Alex was my prediction last month that we were going to see Drew against Jinder, but in a triples tag team match where it would be Drew and the New Day with Jinder, Veer, and Shanky all involved, which I legitimately thought was what was going to happen. I'm glad we're at least getting a singles match. Um, unless Drew McIntyre cuts him in half with his sword, I'm not sure I care. Yeah. It's a weird one. Veer and Shanky, of course, are banned from ringside. That's an important development. Is it? Apparently. And, yeah, Drew has been fending off people with a sword weekly now. And Jinder has had fear struck into his heart. I, I just... There was many things they could have done with this feud. There really was. Like, the story was right there. And for Drew McIntyre, I felt in 2020, which I will argue is a banner year against anybody else... He had good stories pretty much throughout, like be it Ziggler or Lashley or, um, you know, the people that Orton as well originally. Like these were really good stories that were interesting. And with this, they've I don't know why, but they've tried like exceedingly hard to add to the story of McIntyre and Mahal from the three MB days. The two world champions that emanated from three MB, believe it or not. So. I, I just feel like they've tried too hard. Drew's going to go over. I don't have any belief that Jinder is in line for any real push, as much as he's a likeable guy. Yeah, it just is what it is. And Drew, I guess, out of the title scene, is kind of meandering, looking for a story again. Probably should have put him back with Sheamus or something, be it as rivals or a team. But instead, here we are. And uh, WWE, in my opinion, have kind of butchered the story. Simon? I agree with everything apart from your prediction, Alex. I think Jinder Mahal is winning. And the reason... That means we're getting a rematch. Well, this is the point. (laughs) The reason I think Jinder Mahal is winning is because our next pay-per-view is Extreme Rules. And Drew McIntyre right now is walking around with a flipping sword. And that's pretty extreme (laughs) to me. And I think that's going to tie into that match. I really do. I think you're going to have a sword match. Or it's going to be a blade brawl. I don't know. One of the stupid names that WWE comes up with. And I, I think that, as dumb as it sounds, I think Veer and Shanky will interfere. I know. But let's not pretend that WWE hasn't ignored stipulations before. <laughs> and I all think it's because we're going to do round two at Extreme Rules. I, I truly think this. And I, I agree with you. I don't understand why we focus on an inanimate object when you had real life we could have dipped into. I think Drew McIntyre's done very well with it. And I think Jinder didn't really... He, he didn't stand a chance when he turned up on a moment bike which doesn't fit his character at all <laughs> but yeah I, i'm gonna go with jinder that is my uh, out of nowhere pick i'm not gonna lie you've convinced me you've convinced me when you said that the next pay-per-view is extreme rules the words punjabi prison match did enter into my <laughs> into my lexicon and my thought process and i did get a little but how scared. how will you get out of the bamboo will you know how <laughs> with a sword it's written <sighs> Oh my gosh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Why don't we work for WWE or AEW or, you know, many, even Progress? You know, we're open. Reasons. You know, many, many UK wrestling companies. Rev Pro, you know, uh, come knock on our door. We, we, and and we'll put you a Punjabi prison man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I, now I feel like I've, I've kind of pushed myself into this corner where I'm going based on the least relevant match. And now I feel like whatever I say next is going to feel harsh. Uh, I'll I'll tell you what it's between. It's between the United States Championship match or the two tag matches. If I'm going to talk about least relevant. 
I want to well, say Goldberg just to make Alex happy, but... Oh, God, I don't even want to talk about him big, at all. Big Bobby's I, I, in it, so I refuse to put it that low. Hmm. I, I mean, look, look let's, let's go US title, just because I don't think the build has been particularly strong. It's what I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed Damien Priest delivering a bro kick. That was nice. That was a nice I, little touch. Yeah, this week. Well, what I'm saying is it's like a two-week-old story, essentially. Right. It's... Classic. It's fine. Pre-pay-per-view, we don't have something to do with the mid-card title. No, exactly. It's fine. I I would really like to see Damian Priest actually get his hands on the title, to be honest. I think it's a good chance to kind of make him. He's a good opponent for Sheamus. I'm pretty sure he lost to Sheamus just regularly on Raw like a few weeks ago. Three or four weeks ago. Maybe I'm wrong. Which kind of takes away the luster a little bit. Uh, and they've kind of persisted with Priest... Miz, Morrison, that whole thing, which has been going since Mania. It's like four months. Please, give it a rest. Even before Mania, this story was happening. Um, And yet, Sheamus has kind of worked his way in there to make the US title a part of this for some reason. Uh, I I, I do like Sheamus very much, um, but I do think Priest, it's a good opportunity to let him find his way on the main roster to give him a big win. I think the crowd like him. Why not? Why not is what I say. I, yeah, I, I concur. I think my only problem with this is the Miz and Morrison thing. To me, the Miz and Morrison in this feud is the sword in the Drew McIntyre feud. It's like, why do they need yeah. to be there? Like, what, what is this weird distraction? Why hasn't the focus been on the US title the whole time? Because it hasn't. I sometimes forget that Sheamus is the United States champion. Oh, yeah, it's that guy. They've they've crowbarred him in to this feud. Right, he literally just, he just came out on Raw and sat down at commentary. Like, all right, oh, yeah, hey, Sheamus. I kind of feel like they'll have Sheamus win here and we'll go on to round two where Damian Priest will win and then Damian Priest will, you know, cement the three just because that's what, you know, WWE likes to do. This, to me, sums up everything that is troublesome with WWE. Build all over the place, can't really feel it, match itself, I think it'll be great. I think it'll be really, really good. You know, two guys properly kicking the, each other around the ring. But yeah, I actually think Sheamus retains good, good here. And I think Damian... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think Damian Priest... Gets it at Extreme Rules. That's when I think he'll get it. Yeah, I know. I know that Simon is really like immersed with the WWE product because he literally thinks in stages of like, well, there's going to be rematches. So <laughs> I know. Win here? I, 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 I'm wearing this. Yeah. I, I, I'm also thoroughly enjoying enjoying just how hard Simon is popping for Extreme Rules. Uh, he is. <laughs> he is so He's ready. A homicidal maniac. Let's let's we forget. <laughs> He wants someone to die every pay-per-view. I, I so do, I'm and I'm surprised. sure somebody will die on this show. Absolutely. With a sword! <laughs> Drew McIntyre will stab Jinder Mahal. If there's any possibility for somebody to die at a pay-per-view, <laughs> now, now is the, the time is up, the time is now. Um, I want to see that finish where Jimmy Smith is like, oh my God, Drew just stabbed Jinder. Like, <laughs> does he win by TKO? Yeah, just like, is, it, is it a DQ? I don't know. Pat McAfee what would happened? lose his absolute mind. It would be fantastic <laughs> and you know it. <laughs> to, the, to the tag matches. And I'm going to start with AJ Styles and Omos against RK Bro. And the reason I'm going to start with this one over the other one is that I think, um, I think the, the title changes hands here. 
I think the title does change hands here. I'm not sure about the other one, which gives me more sense of jeopardy. And so I think RK Bro walk away with the title. We get lots of Randy Orton and Riddle fun. I don't know why Riddle sometimes is booked as basically behaving like a 12 year old uh, when he's such a lethal human being. But uh, yeah, I think they I think they get the job done and we see almost move into doing some more big guy wrestling and we see AJ maybe moving into a mid card title picture. I agree with you 100%. That's all I've I got. I, you are yeah. spot on. All right. I think, um, I mean, RK Bro are, are one of the best things WWE have got right now. And I don't even know if they're doing it amazingly well, but the the chemistry is so strong. Why wouldn't you run with it? And I feel like go with the hot hand, give them the titles, lots of, you know, their dichotomy, which you can play off and it'll be fun. Uh, and I think AJ and Omos... The argument, right, is that AJ is helping Omos grow, and, I, and I'm sure he is in many, many ways. But it, there's also an argument that it, having Styles in that tag team, doesn't it suppress the quality of AJ Styles? Doesn't it kind of like rob Raw of one of their leading talents? I feel like it does. Um, and there's only so much I want to see him in that tag team. They're not going to be putting, you know, doing too many bangers or whatever because Omos is just the guy who's just going to wreck everyone. So there's a real clear ceiling on that. I think go with RK Bro, even though, as you mentioned, Riddle likes to play this really dumb, soft character, even though he could kick the crap out of basically everyone in the ring. Um, but I do think the chemistry between him, him and Orton, obviously, eventually, there's going to be a feud there. It, that's your money angle on Raw, and I think the tag titles could help with that. So why not? Go with RK Bro. The crowd loved them. Now, the, the reason I say I'm not sure about the Usos with the Mysterios is it makes sense for me for the Usos to retain for in terms of what they're doing with Roman and with SmackDown overall and the head of the table. And, you know, he gets the big scalp in Cena. We're going to get there, of course, and, and moves on to whatever is next, whether it's Edge, Seth Rollins, however they build beyond this. But, you know, that, so it makes sense to me that that's the way of it. But these are tag titles. So they like to you know, have them change hands more often than I have hot meals, which is at least seven times a day. So, yeah, I, I'm. That's wow. why I'm like I don't. I'm not a hundred percent that they don't retain here. I think it comes down to this whole thing with Dominic and Ray. Like to me, the overriding storyline, even before the Usos got involved, is that Ray is trying to teach his kid what to do. Dominic's got a little bit of a edge attitude to him because you know he's a he's the son, and that's what happens. So I think. Dominic drops the ball somehow. Ray is disappointed in his son. I'm not saying this then leads to a feud between the Mysterios. In any other company, I would say yes, it would. But I just I can't I can't see a world where you turn Ray Mysterio into a bad guy to beat up his son. I just, actually maybe I can. I don't know. But I think that's how the Usos win. But I just do not know what you do on the other side. Again, if the narrative has to be, you know, boy, why won't you listen to me? I also think once John Cena's gone, we're going to go right back into this Roman Reigns and the family stuff. So you probably want to keep the championships on Jimmy and Jay. But this, yeah, I agree with you, man. It's a real, it's a real strange one. It kind of feels like it's there because we have to defend the titles. But even WWE are a bit like, we don't know how to get out of this. But I would go with father and son having somewhat of a fallout, I think. Yeah, I, I think that is the overriding story. You, you know, even uh, Dominic was like, yeah, we got this. We beat these guys the other week on SmackDown, right? And Ray was like, hey now, 
hey now, young lion, don't be so confident. Um, and that was kind of like sowing the seeds. Like, why have that backstage package if not to show Rey Mysterio trying to uh, teach his son some wisdom? Um, I think you're right. The Usos keep hold of him because, again, that's the strongest storyline in WWE right now, the Tribal Chief. The only argument I could make is that the Mysterios winning it in front of fans would be a feel-good thing. But again, I do think the larger story in play will be that Dominic eventually gets frustrated with his dad, wants to get up from underneath him, and he's the one who turns. Then we're off to the races with that. They will have a WrestleMania match. But I don't know how far out you would tease or start that. But either way, I I would say Uso's here. Now, to the women's triple threat. Nikki Ash... Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley. This past week on Raw, Rhea Ripley goes over clean on Nikki Cross. They're somehow managing to 50-50 book a triple threat match. Don't even know how that's possible. Uh, And then in the later tag match, you see Charlotte getting the win over Rhea. So we now have a very established order of who is the best here. Um, Outside of their attempts to make Charlotte get to 16 as as quickly as humanly possible so that they can pay it off at a mania or similar... What's the what's the move here? What is the? I, I mean, I love, and we talked about it on the show. But Nikki Cross going out there, knowing that there is so much talent that's potentially going out the window, knowing that there's so many people who have gone by the wayside, pushing for her own creative, working her ass off, making this happen is all fantastic, and I love it. But I always felt like there was this sense of inevitability that this was how it was going to be booked once she got the title. That they saw her as a bit gimmicky and therefore they weren't going to give her the opportunity to beat clean the likes of Charlotte and Rhea. And if you want to go to the other side, you know, Sasha and Becky, if she comes back and whoever else. So how do they book this? How do they make this work, Alex? You know, it's, it's funny because it's, she's kind of got like Rey Mysterio syndrome from 2006 where you're the champion, but you're the underdog in like every single match. And just to, for anyone who has lost count, July 19th, Ripley went over uh, Charlotte Flair by disqualification. Same day, Nikki cashes in on Flair. July 26th, Flair beats Nikki. August 2nd, Nikki beats Flair. August 9th, Nikki over Rhea by disqualification. August 16th, Ripley over Nikki. August 16th, Flair and Nia Jax over Ripley oh, and God. Nikki. Oh my god! It's like the I most think I know the problem. feud. <laughs> yeah, I was just joking. You just explained the problem, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I was waiting for a conundrum. No, I, I. I just feel like you know that this feud has been booked where I don't really care, and that's a shame because I do care about all of those involved. But uh, I, why would Rhea Ripley regain it at this point? I don't feel like she's hot at all. Um, Nikki has been booked really weakly. So the only logical destination for me is kind of Charlotte Flair picking it back up. But then what was the whole point of this exercise? It's just very exhausting trying to figure out what WWE actually want to achieve out of this. I assume Nikki Ash will escape this triple threat the same kind of way she flew in with the money in the bank in the last minute and scooped the victory there. I assume she'll do the same here. I, I, but man, I, I just feel like the whole angle and perhaps the raw women's division near the top is treading water. So, is it time for Becky to come back? Yeah, I mean that, you, you took the words out of my mouth. That's what I think is going to happen. So, I actually think that Charlotte wins here. 
I think then we do away with. Uh... Also, don't forget her name isn't Nikki Ash. According to the commentators on Raw, it's almost a superhero. Nikki, almost a superhero. That's how they because they go almost uh... a superhero. Nikki Ash, and it's like right. Thanks for that. Uh... Like pin, pin number. Uh, anyway, I, I don't want to get too distracted on that. But um, yeah, I, no, no, no. I, I, uh, didn't we literally have this exact conversation last time about Raz syndrome? Yes, we did. We did. Good. I just wanted to check that that was a thing. Redundant acronym syndrome syndrome is the best nickname for anything ever. Carry on. It really is. But you know, I think Charlotte will will win, and I assume that she pins Nikki, and then we get rid of her from the main event scene. And then again, I'm doing that thing where I'm looking forward. I think then we have a crazy extreme rules match between Rhea and Charlotte, which Charlotte then wins, which leads us into October, where all the rumors about Becky Lynch coming back happens. And then you do Charlotte versus Becky, which is clearly what WWE wants to do. And I can't see a world where they hold off till WrestleMania Becky, because they're just. <laughs> Becky comes back, wins the title off Charlotte on Raw tomorrow, and she be- has yet another one day reign. And we turn this into a whole gimmick where she's like a 16 time world champion, but has only actually held the title over those 16 times for well under a year. It can happen. I can see it. I can see it going down. But yeah, so I can't, I don't know what the pay-per-view before Survivor Series is, but I would imagine that Survivor Series, which is going to be in New York and apparently is going to have the rock on it in this crazy dream world. If you're also doing Charlotte versus Becky on that, then you've got another super card. And that was the rumor at the start of the year is that WWE were going to take their, you know, quote unquote, big four and really jazz them up this year following the pandemic. So yeah, I, I think this is probably the, um, the last hurrah for Nikki Ash. Not that she's going to vanish, but she just won't be in the title picture anymore. I, I just feel like no one actually knows with Becky Lynch, right? Like, I've seen different yeah, reports. Totally. I made it up, yeah. Totally. Like, no, 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 I'm not even saying in reference to you. I just mean in general, like, there were reports from different outlets saying, oh, you know, she's going to be at SummerSlam. And, and then there were, oh, well, actually, it's going to be the draft in October. And I just, I've also read and heard that SmackDown was going to be the brand she went back to. But no one really knows because it keeps changing week upon week i think she's badly needed but again i'm not again if you just plug her into this story i'm not saying they will i'm just saying it doesn't fix a thing raw has got problems way beyond talent Uh, by the way just just to mention it survivor series 2021 announced to be in new york just saying guys don't tease don't tease (laughs) who knows who knows? Come on, surely by November they're going to let people in who've got a vaccine passport and everything. It's three months away. Come on. Go on, America. Make it happen. It's cheap to fly to New York. It's cheaper than getting a train to Glasgow, for Pete's sake. It's true. <laughs> Let's do it. Make it happen. Uh, Bobby and Goldberg. That's where I'm going next because I want to make Alex McCarthy cry. There's no way. I, <laughs> right. There's no way Goldberg beats Bobby Lashley. I can't see it. It's not happening. Never, 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 never. Except... What do they do with Goldberg and his two matches a year if he's just turning up to get beaten by the champion every time? What's the point? Don't put him in the title match is the answer, Will. Don't put Goldberg in title matches. I will say it for the last time. He is it won't be the way last time. past, <laughs> way, way, way past being beneficial to anyone in that capacity. He looked like he was going to have a... A heart attack when he was in there with Drew McIntyre at Royal Rumble. Like, that was about five minutes. Now he's got to go in there with Bobby Lashley and do the same sprint. Like, don't get me wrong, it's impressive. He looks how he does at his age. And and I understand the old mystique 
for Goldberg. And, and you know, I'm, I, we hear that WWE are very pleased by the metrics and his drawing power. In the ring, it's bad. I don't care what anyone says. I have no desire to watch Goldberg. And this is the positive guy you're speaking about here. I have no desire to watch <laughs> Goldberg wrestle in this day and age, much less in a title situation. I don't feel like working with Goldberg actively helps people these days. I, 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 I'm willing to hear any differences of opinion there, but I don't believe that he helps. I think that time has gone. Let him have, let him slap me with Big E. Let him have a real issue with Matt Riddle, right? I will tune in and watch those. I don't want to see Bill Goldberg going for world titles. And and most of the time, he wins those world titles that he challenges for, which is even worse. I don't remember the last Goldberg match I enjoyed. Probably Brock Lesnar back at 33. That's four years ago. Um, Anything else other than that that has exceeded two minutes has been bad. I don't want to talk about him anymore. I want him to lose to Bobby Lashley. Sorry, Simon. And yet, and yet you seem to you revel in it every time. <laughs> I don't. I actually don't. It's very painful. You love it. You love this it. This is where I stamp my authority on the positivity crown. Here he comes, the annoying one. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. No, I do anything to fade Simon out. Is it time? Yes, probably. I mean, you should have done that months ago, and yet I'm still here, so it's all good. <laughs> but I can see one scenario where this is a positive, and that is Bobby Lashley has the Goldberg Goldberg. So I, I mean, exactly like Goldberg did to Brock Lesnar back at Survivor Series, what, 2016. That's what Bobby Lashley to do to Goldberg. He should absolutely deck him and pin him in a, less than two minutes. Goldberg, you, you could have Goldberg spear and Jack hammer him. Bobby Lashley just gets up, did nothing. Doesn't matter. So everything that we used back in the day to get Goldberg into this megastar in WCW, we give to Bobby Lashley because then he comes out on Monday Night's Raw and he is an even bigger well, unit, I suppose, that he was already. And I think if you do that, especially because it's not going to be the main event, then you have used this situation wonderfully. And I totally take your point as well, where you go, well, you know, what the hell do you do next time with Goldberg? I need to worry about that. I'm worried about about SummerSlam. (laughs) You are Vince McMahon. (laughs) I am, yeah. But I'm looking at it from a Bobby Lashley point of view, because, you know, whatever Goldberg does now is just what Goldberg's going to do. You know what I mean? It's a it's a it's a nothing, really. It's just an attraction for when even if he is, that's an argument up for debate, too. But for as and when. But I really do think you can use this to establish Bobby Lashley as this, you know, long running WWE champion, which nobody predicted. And you throw a destruction of Goldberg on there. And I think all of a sudden he starts getting to that Brock Lesnar. My word, who the hell is going to beat him? there's very few things in life that leave me with much more joy than just how angry this all makes alex uh it's because i'm in full agreement with you but it's just you know do, do we think right vincent man and all his infinite wisdom and the money that he chucks at goldberg would have him squashed by anyone right when he's still got appearances to make um i i I would love, so I've said this before, I wanted Roman to run straight through Goldberg when I thought we were getting that at 36. Um, I just I just don't believe that they will ever use him like that, sadly. Well, I'll be proven wrong in around about, what, three days, four days' time. I look forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Right, two more matches. Big two matches. Uh, we'll start with the WrestleMania rematch. Bianca Belair against Sasha Banks, a build which has not been bad, which nowadays feels like an ultimate compliment yeah, 
not bad. Kudos. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, again, I, 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 uh, I thought the first one between these two at WrestleMania, I said this, it was my favourite match over WrestleMania 37 in its entirety. Uh, one of my favourite matches of the year thus far. They created quite literal magic. This time, I guess the roles are more defined. You've got the history of what they did the first time around to lean on. I don't think Bianca Belair's reign is going to be ending. Uh, I mean, she could get embroiled in a long-running thing with Sasha Banks, but my instinct, my gut, tells me that Bianca is going to retain. It's going to be another amazing showcase. You've got to remember, Bianca had, I don't know, 70% maybe of the Mania match? She had a lot. Like, Sasha really, really made her that day. Um, and I guess there is something to repaying the favour, and you could have Sasha winning it in a conniving fashion because she's the heel. But I also kind of think they're all in on Bianca Blair. She rises every single month, gets better and better. She has seamlessly transitioned to being the champion. I I just think that you... I don't think they change that right now. Simon? I agreed with Alex until SmackDown. Because I cannot... I, 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 I did like it when it all kind of the dust had settled. But at first I was like, why on earth are we putting Sasha? And I could be wrong about this at all. This is my interpretation of it. But why are we putting her in a group with Zelina Vega and Carmella? Right. That's oh, what God, that, yeah. that's what I think we're doing. And the only answer I can come up with is we've decided that Bianca Belair is going to lose at SummerSlam. But we understand that she's a, you know, a big deal and we have to protect her somehow. So what better way than, you know, classic WWE interference? So that's why I think they've done it. I think the title goes back to Sasha. I think then, you know, Bianca has to work her way through Carmella and Zelina Vega, which is dumb because we've been doing that over the last few weeks. But hey, so I, dumb. Do, I, I do. I, I like Sasha and Bianca so much. I think they'll uh, I think they'll sort it out. But yeah, that's why I think Sasha Banks wins. Otherwise, why did you start that group? If you put Sasha Banks as the leader of a group and they lose at their first hurdle. Well, what a rubbish group. So I think you have to have a win. But I wouldn't have said that before Friday. That completely changed my prediction for SummerSlam. All right, I'm going to move on to the main event because we are running short on time because, as always, we have gone incredibly long. I love it. We haven't even spoke about Edge and Rollins. But Oh, my God, we haven't. Ah, oh, I've done it again. <laughs> I'm having a real nightmare today, guys. Can we just... Should we start again? Let's do the whole thing you from the top. You can edit this yeah? to make yourself look majestic. <laughs> uh, no, you, I'm not. You can edit. There's one thing I'm not going to do is put in the effort to edit it when I've made that mistake. Uh, <laughs> let's talk uh, Edge and Rollins because that's a match I definitely remembered was happening while I was doing this I, I did because I'm actually from a pure wrestling perspective I think this is what I'm most looking forward to on the card from a from a uh, from a storyline from a, you know a, a spectacle perspective from actually being genuinely legitimately excited about Cena being back I'm big on the main event but uh, yeah, this is this is getting me on the hype train. I'm ready to go. I want to see these two properly have a go at each other, tear it up, put on a bit of a mat classic, and then go on to bigger and better things. So uh, I'm going Seth though. I think that they I think they are building two. I'm going to give WWE more credit than they probably deserve. I'm going to suggest that there's some way in which he gets screwed out of this by the heel Seth, and we end up with basically a Daniel Bryan-esque story for Edge, where when he finally wins the title, it's going to have been against all odds and the ultimate comeback. And that's where I think it sits. And I think that Seth is the better 
shorter-term foil for Roman Reigns off the back of Cena. Yeah, I'm I with you. you're right. Yeah, sorry, Simon, just a, my quick sense is that I think you're right. And the only thing is, for me, is like, ah, Edge lose again, like after WrestleMania to Roman, another big stage to lose. But I do think you're right in terms of where they, the lay of the land goes after that. And also, it, it probably isn't going to be... Simon Miller knows this. The last time Rollins and Edge are going to meet. Um, <laughs> what? Presumably. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think you're right, though. Rollins missed himself 6-1. I think we could see him beat Edge. Spot on. I think it'd be the match of the night. I think this ticks all the boxes because the build's been good, too. I think it makes more sense for Seth Rollins to win for all the points that have been put out there. Edge is Edge. He'll be fine. Going to be great. Let's hope WWE have a better SummerSlam than I've had SummerSlam preview show based on this performance today. And we finish it off with the main event. Roman Reigns, John Cena, something that if you told me was going to be the main event of SummerSlam six months ago, eight months ago, a year ago, whatever it might have been, I'd have kind of gone, eh. I am really, really excited about this. Genuinely. Oh, I, I can't wait. I think given that SummerSlam is meant to be WrestleMania this year, they've smashed it. I think this is brilliant. Everything about it is so good. And you have this weird thing where you're like, well, Finn Balor could show up during this and it would make perfect sense. I don't think they would do that, but you could throw it in there as well just to make it even more complicated. I think it's, honestly, this is the most pumped I've been for a WWE main event in ages. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things for me where it's classic, where uh, classic sort of situation where you know what's going to happen. We know Reigns is going over Cena. I don't think many of us are buying the fact that Cena is actually going to become the 17-time world champion at SummerSlam. But he's so convinced. Well, I mean, it's been (laughs) scantily mentioned in in the build-up that this is Cena going for 17. I know it has been in passing, but I would have thought when that actually is the case, and if he was going to do it, it would be like the be-all and end-all of the whole feud. It is not. It's kind of been a passing comment in amongst CM Punk references and you drove Dean Ambrose out of WWE and you love missionary. Like that's pretty much the crux of this feud. And I think like uh, the, the promo battles have been great. It's been great for Roman to kind of redeem himself from the absolute cooking he served back in 2017. But I I think we know what's going to happen. Roman's going to win, but the action is going to be great. I am really, really looking forward to these two tearing it up Roman's had nothing but bangers in my opinion since he's been on top and and yes Cena provides an excellent foil similarly to the point you made earlier about Lashley beating Goldberg well then it starts to spark those Brock rumors once Reigns is moving past everyone he moves past Cena that's when the rock becomes more tangible and I think this is a great hurdle for him to overcome is there on SummerSlam this weekend is there a big surprise? We know we talked about Becky's possible return. Is there anything that we've overlooked? Is there something that they do to set up and do us and try and essentially get one over AEW post CM Punk? I think I Becky's don't even know who there is. Hope. Yeah, yeah. With, with, Becky, I mean, or, Becky or Lesnar, but eh. I was teeing up possibility of Lesnar. If you have Lesnar get involved in that main event and you're building to sort of it's a mania match, isn't it? I, I yeah. think maybe it's too soon. I think I don't. I mean, he would hold the interest because it's so big. I think it all depends on whether you've got the Rock tied in for WrestleMania. Not that he'd be on the show, but you know, you don't need to roll out Brock until 
you know you're done with the rock if you've got him confirmed for next year i i think the only surprise you could get in the main event is if you did something with finn Balor to tie into that story which i still think would be pretty good and i actually think that would be strategic uh planning by wwe for keeping him off the shows recently but no i i think cena and roman is is enough to you know get the thrill and however that's going to finish so do you think lesnar is would be brought back for roman as opposed to bobby I don't know. I, I don't know if Brock Lesnar wants to do anything. <laughs> I think I think maybe yeah. he's happy on his farm, chopping Unlikely. up meat with yeah. his new haircut. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't. It's really difficult to tell. Um. But I think it's good that there's options out there. But I can't see anything happening at SummerSlam. But I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. Becky's going to show up. Then Brock's going to show up. Then The Rock's going to show up. And it's going to be the greatest <laughs> SummerSlam of all time. Uh, <laughs> imagine if I'm right. Just imagine it. And while you do, we'll leave it there for this edition of the show. We are going to have an interview-heavy edition of the show later in the week with all the fine work that Alex has been doing over the past five or six days. Uh, you can, don't forget, to give us a rating and a review five stars please with all the love in the world uh, you know we've got the power of positivity on this show between simon miller and alex mccarthy so go and give us a nice positive rating it really does help more people find the show and let people know on social media at Talksport at Talksport 2 that you love that we do a wrestling podcast now and maybe more people will give it more attention and even more love and we can do even more of them thank you so much for listening alex simon wonderful work from both of you check out simon's fine work on the internet youtube mostly what culture brilliant stuff there check out alex's fine work on the talksport website talksport.com forward slash wrestling and his own social medias i've been will gavin this has been talk wrestling on your fight night feed from talksport Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.